Welcome to Pivot, a podcast hosted by Katie Day, where we find out how business owners have been pivoting their businesses to stay relevant and successful. Hey guys, what's going on? Katie Day with the Movement of Texas team with Cobalt Banker in Houston, Texas. Excited to bring you another episode of the Pivot podcast. Today, I am joined by David Marine, who is the Chief Marketing Officer of Cobalt Banker. I am super excited to have him on the podcast today um, and excited to dig into all things marketing and probably a little bit of sports as well. So David, what's going on? How are you today? Hey, Katie, I'm glad to be here. And I think you officially need as your icon for the Pivot podcast, uh, Ross Geller from Friends moving a couch up the stairs. Uh, I think that's only appropriate. I'm sure you can get the rights to that. Yeah, it probably wouldn't cost a lot. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's a decent idea. No, every time I talk about it being the Pivot podcast, someone's always like, Pivot, Pivot. And I'm like, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I get a lot of the gifs or gifs on Facebook, you know, whenever I'm like, Hey, like, has anyone done this? Or, and I'm like, but I'm looking for people to interview, not, you know, gifs. Oh, not just sarcastic remarks. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, Good. I'll stop. <laughs> it's, it's better, you know, face to face as opposed to just comments from people I haven't talked to in years, you know? Sure. Cool. So David, for anyone that may not know you, um, what, I guess your your kind of Reader's Digest biography or autobiography. What? Uh, tell me a little bit about your background, work history. I know you've been with Cobalt Banker for a while. Um, yep. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a husband, a father of four boys, lifelong Mets fan, and I've worked for Cobalt Banker for over 18 years now. Um, before that, I was working for a small advertising agency and. Just quick story is uh, I've worked for this agency for two years. I thought this was a great place where I could get started and grow my career. Um, and because it, it was focused on high tech companies. And at the time, it was the dot com boom. Uh, and it was 2001, and then 9 11 happened. And basically, everything advertising and marketing around tech just stopped. So, story goes I bought my house in September of 2001. I got married in December of 2001. Valentine's Day of 2002, I walked into the office and I got laid off. So I had a new wife, new job, new mortgage, no job. And I tell people this story all the time. On my way home from work that day, and I'd just gotten laid off, and I called my dad and I said, Listen, I just got laid off. I, I don't know what to do, and I just want to let you know. And he told me, um, You and Tara, who's my wife, pack your bags, you're going to Disney World. And I said to him, I can't go to Disney World. I got to work on a resume. I got to find a job. I got how am I going to pay my bills? And he said to me, you will never have another week in your entire life with zero responsibilities. Mom and I are taking care of it. Let's go to Disney World. So we went to Disney World. Great, uh, great time. It's the first time my wife had been. And we come back hunting for a job for two months straight, not a single bite. And getting depressed. You're like, am I ever going to do anything? My wife, who had just graduated with a master's degree, had to take a job answering phones at a local business just so that we had some supplemental income. And uh, then all of a sudden, one day I applied for a job on hotjobs.com. <laughs> doesn't even exist. To be so the electronic product manager. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally dating myself. Um, yeah. To be the electronic product manager for Coal Banker. And uh, 18 years later, I've been blessed to be hold basically every job within marketing and to now be in charge of it. Awesome. Um, yeah, I can't even imagine. I like so I graduated college in 08, um, which another, you know, time of time of our yeah. lives that wasn't great for finding jobs. 
Um, so yeah, I can imagine that that was a scary time, but Hey, good, like kudos to your parents, kudos to your dad for being like, let's like yeah. take a moment here because you're never going to have this again. And it really was, it didn't feel like you, you realized the value of it after the fact, but at the time mm -hmm. it was like, this is just craziness. What are we doing? Uh, but it's always something that I, that I referenced like, Oh, you know what? That was really a moment to just like stop reset. And he was totally right because. Uh, now with children, there's zero time for for no responsibility. So that that was one of the few moments you should treasure and uh, <laughs> say goodbye by the by the horn. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's that's for sure. Good deal. Um, cool. So I think um, you know, obviously, this year has been a little um, interesting to say the least. It's been um, very unexpected, and I think you know, as far as on social media and things like that, a lot of times people focus kind of on the negative and, you know, the things that they can't do. What would you say in 2020 has been the biggest positive that you've gotten, you know, in, um, you know, COVID, COVID times? It's, it really has forced from a marketing perspective to think differently and to be able to try and push things because what you had planned probably isn't going to happen. And that's what we experienced with, with Cole Banker is we had great plans for the year from what we we're going to do from launching our rebrand um, from a na national perspective and advertising campaigns and all that. And then as everyone's world is completely turned upside down. So it really forces you to say like, all right, clean slate. If we could do anything, what should we do? And let's try to be a bit more nimble about it too and react quickly. Uh, so I think that's been the biggest advantage, probably something that I wouldn't have expected heading into the year. Yeah. So I guess digging into that a little bit deeper, I know um, March Madness is basically when everything kind of shut down. And that's, you know, I mean, we were excited from a personal standpoint for March Madness. Um, my husband mm -hmm. went to the University of Kentucky, so he's a, he's a huge basketball oh. fan, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I enjoy college basketball as well. Um you know, and then I know obviously Copel Banger had a huge ad campaign plan for March Madness. Yeah. So professionally, I was super excited to see that. Um, and then, you know, everything shut down. So um, I, I guess what was going through your head as, as they were starting to cancel games and then they canceled the tournament as a whole and golf and everything else that was happening? What was going through your head from a marketing perspective? Yeah. So March, I think we're still in March Madness. It just has become more <laughs> than a month. Um, what was first in my head was if they don't let fans into the games, but they still play the games, this may be the greatest advertising opportunity of all time. Cause like no one, this will be the only thing that people can watch because the NBA was shutting down, but that was quickly squashed when they canceled all the games. Um, so part of me was like, what, what's next? What else, what can we, how do we go from here? We had all these plans, but thankfully, um, from an investment perspective, we didn't lose a single dollar because the event was canceled. We were able to shift those dollars around. And I think it was about a week after um, they, with things started to shut down, the first week of the tournament was supposed to happen. We got together as a marketing team and um, it was a big ideas meeting. I said, come to this meeting with crazy ideas because what we had planned is now out the window. So what should we do and lay everything out there? And there was a lot of discussion about different stuff. And one of the things that came out of it was this idea of the, the ability to rule the recovery. Like, how do we prepare for when the recovery is going to happen and be ready at that? 
the issue is none of us would be able to pinpoint a specific date and time when the recovery was going to happen. So this idea came in order to rule the recovery, we must first pave the road to recovery. And we thought the best way to do that was through engaging content for our agents to use with our sphere of influence, uh, as well as for the brand to connect with consumers around what's going on and just to continue to keep the connection. And so we started doing small things, whether it was creating social graphics or customizable marketing assets through our platform on BrandServe that people could start utilizing. And then that came into, we had the really fortunate that our ad campaign uh, was already guiding you home, featured three individuals who are now critical workers within this, this quarantine environment. And that being a nurse, a truck driver and an airline pilot. And so we were like, well, maybe we could shine a spotlight on those individuals and, and also allow people to showcase these types of individuals who are in their own communities. And we'll call it hometown heroes and allow people to customize and shine a light on someone who's an amazing frontline worker, whether they're a delivery driver or a doctor or a policeman or a fireman or whatever they might be doing. And that just took off. And we, those graphics were viewed over a million times in the first week that we had sent that out. And then all of a sudden, our Guiding You Home campaign with this small adjustment uh, and focusing on the hometown heroes and even updating our end cards uh, instead of saying only one real estate brand has been guiding you home for 114 years, we switched it to say home, it's never been more important. Please stay home and stay healthy. Uh, that slight adjustment made our ad the highest rated ad in real estate, according to Ace Metrics, outperforming any other ad in the category. And it was really resonating with consumers from diverse individuals and, and the reaction to it was phenomenal. So while we wouldn't have scripted it this way, I think it actually worked out better for us and it's given us a ton of opportunities that we ordinarily wouldn't have done. Yeah, and kind of a funny note um, on the, you said it's the highest rated ad. So we beat out our previous ad then is what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the ninth straight year we've had the highest rated ad in real estate. Uh, which is something that, that I take considerable pride in, not just because it's cool to be number one, but it also just shows that the ability for us to communicate with consumers and connect with them on an emotional level and the message that we're delivering is resonating better than anyone else uh, in the industry. So yes, we did outperform our, our last ad. So thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, no pressure then, you know, it's like you just keep outdoing yourself. I, uh, we'll uh. Have to, I can't wait for next year. Yes. Yeah. That's what we think every year. We're like, oh man, what, how are we going to do better than the last one? But, you know, I've, I've got a great team, some great advertising partners and, and agencies that are part of that. And every year we've been able to continue to raise the bar um, and continue to find new ways to talk about this amazing place that we call home. Yeah. Um, okay. So kind of switching topics a little bit, um, you know, obviously I know you're a sports fan, um, yeah. you, so did you grow up in the Jersey, New York area or? Yes. Most of my life. I was born in Arizona, lived in Ohio as a kid, but you know, 30 plus years in New Jersey. So okay. yeah, I would consider myself a New Jersey native. Okay. Um, so you said Mets fan. Yes. What, um, are you a Jets or Giants fan or what's your football team? Yes, typically it's a Mets Jets. They just go together. It's like a Northeast thing. However, as a child of the 80s in the New York metro area, I had the fortune or misfortune to become a Mets fan in 1985 when they were really good. Doc Gooden burst onto the scene, Daryl Strawberry. They were, the Yankees were awful. 
And so like any good seven and eight year old, you just look who's in first place and that's who you root for. Yeah. So that's how I became a Mets fan. And it was also a time when the Giants were really good. So I became a Giants fan. So Phil Sims, Jeff Hostetler, Eli Manning days. And so uh, today is the, uh, well, yesterday was the opening of the NFL season mm-hmm. and tonight, Monday night football, Giants are opening up. So high hopes, please, Daniel Jones, be better than everyone thinks you are. Um. Well, I'm sorry because I guess for two things. One, I'm a well, I'm a football team fan. I'm a Redskins. You're a fan. football team fan. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we have a little bit of rivalry there. But I'm in fantasy. I'm playing against someone who has um, Saquon Barkley as their running back tonight. So I'm really hoping for mm. for no points or touchdowns from him. No running. Wow. So. Well, I have Saquon on my fantasy team, so he, I have double vested interest there. Um, I'm already going to lose this week because the guy I'm playing just had a fantastic day. He had he had Devontae Adams who went off. Um, but I will tell you that I was impressed with the Washington football team with the 27 <laughs> unanswered points yesterday after being down 17 nothing. Like, hey, and Dwayne Haskins, all right, looks like the real deal. We'll see. We'll see. I was like, it would be. I was talking to a buddy that lives in DC. And he's an Eagles fan. So when he posted the score, I was like, ha ha, you know, whatever. And I didn't know he was an Eagles fan. And he, he wrote back and said, you know, I'm an Eagles fan. Don't be mean to me, whatever. And so we're kind of going back and forth. And I was like, 2020 is the year for the Washington Redskins to be, you know, the Washington football team not have a name. And then for then like they're going to win the yeah. NFC East or like, you know, something crazy because they're normally so terrible. Um, no, and it's, it's going to be every Super Bowl t-shirt just going to say Washington football team. Like that would be the irony. I don't understand why they couldn't just come up with a name. Like, why are they kicking the can down the road? Like, I heard Warriors was an option, uh, which sounded good to me, but I don't know. But good luck to you. I, I hope when you play the Giants, though, you lose terribly. Okay, we'll, 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 um, we'll circle back to this conversation Please. in a few weeks and figure out some sort of, um, some sort of wager. Yeah. Uh, well, the Giants' defense is atrocious. Our secondary has tons of holes in it. Um, so it may be a very good fantasy football day for both of us with some high-scoring, potent offense. Yeah, I'm here for it. Um, cool. So obviously, you know, Cobble Banker had a huge pivot this year, kind of going back to back to the work talk and all that. Um, Fine, you sure. know, with, with, with marketing and, and kind of everything that um, – you know, we've done as far as education, as far as marketing, as far as how we're selling homes, stuff like that. Yeah. I guess, you know, in in previous years or things like that, have there been other times that you felt like, you know, you started out with a plan and, and things got um, kind of run off tracks and you had to had to adjust yeah. or pivot in any way? Yes. And you could see behind me, I'm never alone. I, right over my shoulders, <laughs> probably a small child uh who's who's just checking what's going on over here but yes actually ironically it was the last time there was a significant downturn around the 2008-2009 time frame that's when uh when i was with cb and there's a financial downturn and real estate really took a hit budgets were cut massively and i remember mike fisher who's now the chief marketing officer for the studio he uh, he had put together a brainstorming session and come up with different ideas of what we should do and how we should pivot then. And we came up with this crazy idea, uh, which now seems like so mundane, was like, what if people could search for videos of homes for sale on YouTube? Like, would that, is that a thing? Is that something that people would be interested in? And at the time it was like, it was unheard of. And um, 
back then, YouTube channels were allowed to have these things called gadgets, which allowed you to create some sort of custom interface on your actual channel. So we created the first property and agent and community search function on YouTube to search for uh, homes, videos of homes for sale, videos of communities, videos of agents, and we called it Coldwell Banker on location. And we got a ton of press for, for it. We started actually a movement within the brand where now video, even today, is a critical foundational element of every single thing we do. Doesn't matter what it is, a product launch, campaign, social activation, whatever it might be, it's all around this idea that video is at the core and the forefront of it. And uh, from that, we've had some incredible results and amazing partnerships, and we've discovered in incredible agents who are producing content as well. And now today, with all that's going on with quarantine, video has become basically a foundational building block of what everyone needs to do, whether it's virtual open houses or virtual showings or whatever. So way back 11 years ago, we had uh, started, and I think that's also why we as a brand have been able to pivot even this year and yeah. previous years because of, of instituting that very early on. How crazy is that too? Like, it really makes you think like how like ahead of the times you were at that time, right? Because it's like, I mean, I think back like 08, 09, like Charlie bit my finger, like watching cat yeah. videos and like, you know, like America's funniest home video style, like people wiping out and stuff like that. Like I wasn't using it for anything professional, you know, and, yeah. and you know, now everyone is, right? You can go on, on YouTube to figure out how to do anything, how to fix anything, how to, right. you know, there's houses all over it, you know, huge bloggers are making so much money. You know, there's just so many things that are, that are there now that, um, yeah, that's crazy. That's really cool. It is. And we got a ton of, like, we were featured by Google for this and it was really an ahead of its time thing then, which now seems so commonplace uh, now. And it was like pulling teeth to try and get videos. I don't know if you remember flip cams, but we yes. would give out flip cams to agents to like record stuff and, and do it. Um, but I'll tell you that that experience, even early on, has completely changed uh, the way that I view what we do from video. We found some great video partners as part of this. And uh, I think it's really been the key to Call Banker's continued growth and success and our ability to continue to push and try new things, which I think is one of the blessings that I've had in my career with Coldwell is that every step along the way, the leadership has been willing to try something new, something different. And whether it was, we opened an office in a virtual world back in 2006, like there's this thing called Second Life, which I don't even know if it exists anymore, but we were, we just wanted to test it, see what that was like. And now virtual worlds are like, hey, it's whatever, it's, it's, it's everywhere to starting a video channel to, I remember walking in first week on the job when Mike Fisher got hired as the SVP of marketing for Call Banker years ago. I walked in, I was like, hey, I think we should start a page on this thing called Facebook. Like, are you aware of that? Are you, do you know what Facebook is, Katie? The uh, Facebook? <laughs> the, it's the Facebook, yeah. And uh, turns out that like that, that's a thing now. Um, to working on mobile apps and creating the first international iPad app in real estate and iPhone app and Android app. So all that stuff along the way has been because of the willingness of leadership and team as a whole to test and try something new. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today to chat. Was there anything else that you kind of wanted to touch on that we, maybe we hadn't thus far? Well, it's been actually it's been my pleasure. Um, I also thank you for confessing to me that you're a Washington football fan, 
team fan because now now I know that going in, I can control myself with any comments on on social media. Um, but I encourage anyone who is curious about what Cole Banker is all about, um, visit us on our YouTube channel. We've got virtual Gen Blue. The second, even if you're watching this after our Gen Blue this week on September 16th happens, you'll still be able to see different sessions from it. Come to some of our education expos. Um, and I think that while you may have a perception of what the brand is, you don't really know it until you are a part of it. And I know that uh, we got to meet at the last Gem Blue in Las Vegas, which feels like ages ago now. That's really, that's really the value of, of this brand is the connections that are made. So kudos to you on putting this podcast together and for all the, the work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm really glad we got to spend some time today. Um, and I'm excited to continue to talk trash throughout the yeah. football season. So I'm glad. I I'm... welcome it. <laughs> cool. Well, um, also, as far as social media, um, where can people find you slash Cobalt Banker um, on yeah. the socials? Uh, well, you can find me tweeting about Star Wars, Marvel, Mets, fantasy football at, uh, at David underscore Marine. Uh, you can find me on Facebook or, or LinkedIn and then Coldwell Banker. All our uh, account names are at Coldwell Banker. So pretty easy to find. Yeah, good deal. Well, I appreciate your time today. It was an absolute pleasure. And I can't wait to see you, I guess, virtually soon, but uh, hopefully in person Sometime. next year. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for having me, Katie. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pivot. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and follow Katie on social media at MoveMe2TX to stay up to date in all things real estate.